0: So this is Tom from Wrong Rocket, and Chris from Deeply Dapper. Do you remember Wrong Rocket? I barely do. I don't even know what was wrong about it. I don't know why there's a rocket.
1: <clears throat> I think it's—is that what brought the plague? Was your rocket that on came back from space? I've heard that the story before. It came into being.
0: You might yeah. be right. Well, now I feel—I feel—I feel, um, I feel, I feel kind of guilty. But uh, I, I guess well, it's still time. Be. It's still time to. You absolutely sad. Release. The Robot! Kraken. Hey, Chris. How the
1: hell are you? Oh, I'm alive. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm swell. So you and I have been um, suffering from trying to get things done. Um, and uh, climate uh, and climate destroyed related related issues, and also dog stuff. So yeah, since the last heard from you, you've stuff. had yeah, you've had a new edition similar <sighs> to my new edition.
1: Yeah, I was had a four inches of snowfall that like broke one of my trees in half, and then Jeez. it's been mid sixties the rest of the time.
0: <laughs> what is snow?
1: I don't. It's it's big white flaky awesomeness when it comes in like December. But in October, it's, I don't know what it is. I I don't even know how to react to it. (laughs)
0: It's mad. Well, uh, so, uh, uh, so why is it that, maybe it's just relative experience, but in, in, in my inexperience, but why does it sound like uh, you get a new puppy and, yes, it's chewy, and it's crazy, and it's wily, and it's not like your other puppies, but it's laying on a heating vents and farting around upside down and <laughs> and eating potatoes. And mine is tearing the face off things, physically eating a couch, <laughs> s- just losing their shit, spitting up their intestines like a frog. I mean, like, what is it about... Is it just because I got a German Shepherd, or is it just my, per- my luck? What... <laughs> I, I I don't know because I mean
1: your kids also eat couches and spit up German shepherds so no oh, yeah
2: <laughs> this took a turn
0: <laughs> I feel like this is one of those things that the AI uh, auto generates after reading too many pages of wrong fiction <laughs> oh no you're spitting up German shepherds <laughs>
1: but I mean you we, we had you're... an AI listen to every episode Sort of robot kraken and what we got.
0: <laughs> Black tomatoes <laughs> regurgitating <laughs> German shepherds. Laughter. Brackets. So uh so your puppy, yeah. uh, Aspen is a retriever. Yes. And she is. It's been, she
1: is a golden retriever.
0: And she's been different than your other experiences, but pretty pretty fun, right? But challenging. More challenging than you've had yeah. in the past. Yeah, right?
1: she's She's more energetic with and less less prone to napping than our previous puppies yeah. have been.
0: I was told by the trainer that our dog um, seemed to exhibit signs of uh, mania from not enough sleeping. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't we all? Aren't we all, though? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: you're speaking to the choir, baby.
0: <laughs> well, since we last talked. Yeah, our dog definitely yeah.
1: has this like... Tantrum thing where she doesn't want to go to bed And so she just like starts Growling and crawling around because she doesn't want To sleep and I'm like just go to bed for Fuck's sake (laughs) And you guys (laughs) said we don't wake Because I'm waiting for
0: you (laughs) We don't want kids because they're just being Too dramatic when we want to relax And have popcorn well I'll tell you this uh, Since we last (laughs) talked Our dog we She was doing great um, And the training was going well and her behavior Was going well and she was working with my wife very well, and as I told mm-hmm. you, we thought people would would be afraid of her when we took her on walks or went took her to the park. But everyone just rushes mm-hmm. her um, <laughs> because of their experiences with German shepherds, or their childhood experiences, or their how pretty she is. So we have to put like you know train dog and training stuff all over her, you know, to try to get people mm-hmm. not to dive because what we were worried about was as she grows, we don't need her expecting that she can jump in the face of. And get really excited about everyone she sees and it's not all about her so we did a lot of this sort yeah. of disengagement training and then we went to have her and as you know she has early onset hip dysplasia fantastic mm-hmm. the only awful. Me- yeah. member of our family that has an orthopedic surgeon um and then <laughs> uh and then we and then we went to spay her because she was uh-huh. approaching her heat and we weren't sure how we were going to be able to manage the combination of that in the house Uh, Combined with not being able to take her to camp for socialization, combined with not being, you know, running out of running the clock out, I think, on interacting with other dogs, even at the park, even the dogs that are spayed and neutered. It was just getting Mm -hmm. weird. She was getting in too many many sandwiches and other things were happening and (laughs) yellow jackets. Man, yep. (laughs) White. Why, why, why? Your park's got to be so sexy, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's literally eating people's sandwiches, and then, uh, and then also oh. yellow, ye- yellow jackets were were following her everywhere, and it was just like enough. And so we spayed her, <laughs> and then she had that period of recovery after the spay with the cone, which is very emotionally difficult for them, very anxiety inducing. Uh, in- yes. Socialization goes down because she's trapped, um, and then we even started taking the cone off, walking, and also she figured out how to take it off very quickly too. And eventually, <laughs> we got through the physical, of the apparent physical side of the recovery because her, you know, her stitches healed and everything. But um, she came out of it of kind of a different dog and whether it's sort of chicken or the egg, we're not sure whether it's the reaction to the, ne- the next few months of hormone rebalancing or whether it's the mm-hmm. fact that we're approaching 10 months and they're go nuts anyway. But she's much more selective. She's jumping, she's more prone to hmm. jump and growl at other dogs that growl at her, whereas before she pranced at them like a puppy, and if they reacted, then she would sort of go down low, right? Now, and maybe, right. and, and I've and heard a lot from people who say, no, no, this is just, she's growing into an adult, a young adult, and she's like, no, no, it's my turn now. I, and I don't know, <laughs> but but there's a lot. And jumping and just being more resistant to the training that we had done before, more regressive about things and my trainer says, you know, this is all very normal for the age and all very normal for having not been socialized for three weeks and coming off a of medication mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. But we got her back into camp and uh you know, and we're and we're and I said we're training and stuff, but but we've been going through this thing where she has just been miserable with like gastroenteritis, just can't have oh, like everything is coming out the other end and very I think very little nutrition. Um we've been on a pure chicken and rice handmade diet. Um, uh. which is, let me tell you, um, uh, say what you will about those two ingredients, but keys and art them together. <laughs> and it creates, <laughs> it looks like the stuff they make hot dogs from and smells like something from strange. Oh things. yeah. It's terrible. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and yet it's still happening. Right. And we've gone through antibiotics. It's still happening. Um, and, and we're being told, Oh, you know, just Damn. keep her, keep her away from everything. And it's like, well, how do you, we, we can't even keep this dog from eating the furniture. And it's like, you can't, um, right we can't not we can't have her um unattended for more than a minute right before she gets into something so it's a lot but we've escalated her to 3 days a week on the yeah. camp yeah so we'll eat uh ramen and she'll go to camp and then also um <laughs> in in the course of trying to figure out what might be going on i mentioned that um sometimes we see her chewing on acorns in our backyard and my vet flipped out and said acorns are toxic they're not um fatal toxic but they will cause um severe stomach distress to any animal any dog that eats them and that is definitely something we should eliminate right out of right out of the gate and i have two giant oak trees behind my house dumping acorns and due to climate change they're all dumping them at an unheard of rate all over the neighborhood (laughs) so trying to figure out how to keep her away from them um and especially now that the rains are going we can't even find the acorns in the ground you know it's just like it's nuts and also daylight savings so it's dark and we can't see and so we're really kind of um uh it's been exasperating it's been very hard very hard um and you know just knowing that she's not happy and also we can't use training treats i'm carrying a bag of chicken right all day um <laughs> and we can't use you know we used to like we give her a no hide bone and then she'd uh mm. and then she'd sit on she'd eat, eat that for a while while we were eating dinner or sitting around after dinner before I'd put her in the crate for the night can't do that now so you know oh, man it, it's been tough but so, here's the thing i
1: okay so it sounds like i need to send you some of these freeze dried chicken treats that my father-in-law's having me make i so absolutely need like, that and i also yeah, need the other freeze dried they're like well, yeah, yeah,
0: that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let me tell you this quickly and then we'll move on to other things, but um so she went in for um, another exam because mm-hmm. you know we were concerned. So I wanted to know if there was complications from the spay, right? So mm-hmm. Even though physical exams previously hadn't indicated I can rub her belly, I can squeeze on her and other than her hips, right? She doesn't react to that at all. And the fact that yeah. she's having things happening in the business means that she's not completely blocked, right? She's not dead. Um, but we wanted them to do another check and so do x rays and that sort of thing. And I had to drop her off at nine and then we do the x rays <coughs> at like 12 or one, right? So that things mm-hmm. can move through the colon or through the intestines and then they can do some x rays. And this okay. is the story that the vet told me when she went to pick, uh, when I called in to find out what's going on. And she's I was picking her up. The vet called me and said, okay, so we put her in her crate at nine prepared to do her x-rays at one. And they were doing an exam on another dog, and they heard something, and they turned around, and there goes Frya, tr- puppy-trotting past them in the hallway. Oh, God. So they go, okay. So then they took her back to the room and discovered that she had figured out how to open the crate.
1: At home, we have, du-
0: <laughs> at home we have dual spring door on the crate, right? Uh-huh. And at the vet, they have a single spring door. And they said, well, that doesn't happen <laughs> often, but it is a German Shepherd, and she's a smart one, so... They put right. her back in, put her back in, locked the crate, and then they used a carabiner with a twist, a twist cylinder carabiner, locked it in place. Okay. Left. Now they're working on another exam and they hear and it's set up like a joke, but it's not really a joke. So then they're doing an exam. And uh, they hear a prance and they turn and there's a there's Frya prancing down the corridor. So they go back and they get her again, and like, what the? And they go back into the area where the crates are, and the crate door is open and the carabiner's on the ground. So she managed to unscrew the cylinder of the carabiner. <laughs> and by the way, I've had three carabiners go missing and I didn't know why. Like at the park and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, what is even happening she's here? She's
1: off rock climbing when you have clearly. <laughs> Hello. And so this time they said, Okay,
0: they took her into like the safe room. They took her into a room, like a, like an extra large exam room they have, where there's a hitching uh-huh. post. And they tied her to the hitching post. And then they closed the door of the room. And then oh, they're geez. doing an ex. They're doing an exam, and they hear the trot, 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 and they turn around, and there goes Frya prancing by. So they go back yes. in the room, and they're like, "What in that Sam Hill? She got out of her. T- she got out of her leash. Now, they, to be uh-huh. fair, they did it. They did a slip lead, right? But like ninety-nine percent uh-huh. of dogs will just keep lean keep leaning against the slip lead, and then get the tension, and then they just get stuck, right? right she right. Immediately, probably from all the training I did for her by giving her that cone, but she just promptly put her <laughs> put her paw in, opened the slip lead, hopped out of that, went over and used her mouth and opened the door and got out.
1: That's hilarious.
0: So they're like, so we had some real thoughts about what you're going through at home and, and some respect for what you're dealing with this dog. When you say that yeah, she's really. getting it, getting up to stuff, <laughs> we're really not surprised because she would not just sit and take a nap. And so then they did the x-rays and they sent the x-rays off to this and to do a rush um, interpretation and they got them back. And she says, well, the first comments are, you know, <clears throat> you know, large, large biomass or large mass in the stomach. Uh, it was reported she had only eaten at 7 a.m. Um, unclear what this is, may warrant investigation, blah, blah, blah. And then then some other stuff that's really no news. Right. And they're like, well, that's really weird. And so they went and they looked at it. And sure enough, um, her stomach was full of food so then they went and looked okay. and they went into the vet kitchen and fry had snuck in there and gone oh, through two no. ba- two bags of dog food <laughs> <laughs> and and what really astounded them was that they she hadn't ripped into them and have like shredded bits of bag in her cuz they of course you know purged her, her uh-huh. intestine got it out there weren't shredded bits of bag or anything she cleanly ripped them open from the rip tear at the top emptied the contents, ate it oh, and left Lord. the bags on the counter. <laughs> so so <laughs> they're like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> that's hilarious. So now we're looking at like a um a, a basket muzzle for going on walks and being being around and about outside and stuff because that's the only way we're gonna keep her from being able to snarf things. But the but the yeah, takeaway sorry. that the that the vet had was, well, between the fact that she was eating toxic things, but also the fact that we're finding wood fragments and gravel in her intestine and and bowels suggest that this is a starving dog this dog is so hungry Mm. she's just constantly getting into stuff and constantly snarfing. not just because she's just that way but also she's hungry so we talked about how much we were giving her and how we were trying to be lean because of the um his the dysplasia and they said well i think at this point the fact that she's going down in weight and the fact that her you know, this dysentery is causing so many troubles for her. They said, I think we need to tackle a different approach, which is to pile it on. And so that's mm-hmm. what we've been doing the last day, day and change is like basically double the amount of food she's getting, which is just like, I mean, this is like, what, $20 meals, right? Like yeah, two really chi- two chicken breasts and three cups of rice in a serving. You know, like what the hell? So, and they want us to do morning, <laughs> morning, noon, and night servings of smaller amounts, right? But morning, noon, and nights, roughly roughly around six cups or so a day of food. For a 10 month old German shepherd So we'll see
1: That's madness
0: So that's for our dog friends who listen um, Yeah really <laughs> that's
2: Chris's the dog pup report. is awesome
0: And my dog is a terror <laughs> Appropriate for Robot Kraken She is literally a red tentacle And a black octopus yes. So uh, Chris I have to ask you Do you have um, a sucking the monkey Sucking something sucking to tell me about
1: I am literally just drinking water tonight because my cough is so crappy if I drink anything with any sugar or alcohol this time of night. So... I get it. it. Well, here's
0: here's what I'm doing. I was drinking a coffee because I wanted to be um, sharp and uh, lucid for you, given Uh the general uh, hysteria of my life. And I just opened a beer. However, I opened a... um, um, not fun for ninety nine percent of our listeners. An Athletic Brewing Company, Free Wave Hazy IPA, which is a non alcoholic, <laughs> but unlike the, so the only reason it's non alcoholic and an IPA. <laughs> That's the part I was gonna. That's the that was my punchline <laughs> to you. Was as a Californian talking to a non Californian, where you have other beers besides IPAs. Uh, this is not the O'Douls and all of those bad um, and you know, whatever, all those bad non-alcoholic beverages of the past. This is a, this is an IPA that is even more bitter than like a double IPA, but it really does, um, it does translate as a beer as opposed to translate as something pretending to be one. Um, especially when you had that and only that for an occasional beer over the course of some months, which has been the case with me. So that said it satisfies the, the sucking the monkey requirements. Um, but will hopefully lead to less of the shelves fall- shelves falling down like we've had in the past. Oh, um, oh okay. But not That's on my end, just so the you know. Rest of my life isn't that. Uh huh. <laughs> well, um, so, <laughs> um, so Mr. Man, so I think we should because it's been um, 17 years since our last um, session. I think yeah. what we should do is uh, quickly pick a couple items from our various, or they'll use your bones for tools or will they segment? Um. It's actually not even supposed to be "or." I'm going to take that right off So, uh, Mr. Man, there have been a few trailers out And I think we should just skip to the important stuff I want to talk about The Batman
1: Okay, let's talk about The Batman
0: If we must
1: (laughs) If we must
0: Uh, You loved it too, no?
1: I did It looks fantastic
0: (laughs) That's exciting, is it not? Like It really feels like we're going to get something good out of that
1: yeah. I I was pretty down with it anyway because I actually really like sure. uh what's his name, the the actor. And mm-hmm. I actually think Andy Circus is Alfred is a really interesting choice that I'm pretty down with. But oh, super fun. Man, that, yeah. that trailer looks great.
0: Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves has done really good work and um and and, uh, and of course um Zoe Zoe Kravitz. Uh yeah. Awesome, awesome um uh the the awesome like um Paul Dano right uh and yeah, and um Colin Farrell under all that prosthetic, which we were like, why are you doing this? but so weird <laughs> I mean the cast looks amazing um Jeffrey Wright everybody mm-hmm. but also yeah. here's my question. what I'm wondering about this is the first time we've heard score material and it sounded different but also consistent yeah. with a a somber batman story, but also a little consistent with an urgent one. Which I liked, yeah. Um, and also, what I'm wondering about is whether this heavy lean into the red tones is going to be in the movie, mm-hmm. or if this is a trailer and marketing heavy um, only effect. And I'm I really was hoping about it's that style, too. yeah, me too. Because when you because when you looked at how the Nolan films were marketed, they look like the Nolan films, um, yeah, and. Uh, it, when i look at some of the other projects that dc has marketed they had a tone in their trailers that was often inconsistent with what it would be in the movie and i wonder mm-hmm. both the tone of the trailer but also the the visual style of it whether that's what we're going to get because if we do fucking a <laughs> it looks so yeah. good to be
1: yeah i'm all in i i just it looks so fun and cool and yeah it, it, I'm I'm excited about it. Actually,
0: <laughs> I, I'm willing even to accept the little the, these the the little um, bee sting prick ears that he has, which I've, I which I yeah. hate. Um just because <laughs> I mean everything else. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think he's going to have um, white lenses that come down um, when he needs them for whatever reason, or do you think it's going to be like a different a different helm or what? Because they did I don't release know. that. They released something, wasn't it? Like a Hot Toys or there was something that came out that was leaked that showed lenses in the eyes. And I wonder whether it's oh, a yeah, pre yeah. whether that's one of those things that's a casualty of pre of uh pre release changes or whether there's gonna be different I don't know. You know, the question. other thing though. Yeah, I don't this know is, this is probably the only time I can think of where Batman's eyes being visible doesn't bother me though, and it's because um Robert Pattinson is playing a like not my not my um 3 a.m thoughts level of batman crazed but he's playing a loose unit younger a younger loose unit batman that is like adrenalized like he's got he's kind of bug he's kind of bug-eyed and i love it i really love it (laughs) um i guess final thought is that last moment what a great way to end cap the trailer with uh, yeah the explosion and the uh, and the penguin saying you know like I got you I got you and then seeing the car burst out like at, at speed in the air launch out of the fire and then ram him yeah I mean... <laughs> dude I I love
1: the Batmobile I think it looks fantastic
0: uh which is the artist that is still um, reeling from feeling like they kind of stole the they were talking about it sort of feeling like it was stolen from concept art done for the um, for the Batman Year One movie. But also, there was one oh, of yeah? the Batman comics, one of the more recent Batman uh, sort of multiverse comics mm. stories that had a muscle car Batmobile. And I can't remember the artist's name off the top hmm. of my head that did it. But um. hey, though, here's one last thing I would ask you. In that scene where he's walking towards the penguin, he looks like he has like a really big camelback or something um, on a side holster next to his leg. And I, I, kept looking yeah, at that. Yeah, he's got like something there. Yeah, I was wondering—is it the head of like some other one, someone else, or is it like—is—is <laughs> is he staying hydrated? Uh, you know, or like I don't know. It's a bag of—it's a bag with money signs on it.
1: A so. severed head hanging off his, his thigh at all times.
0: <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that's, look, that's dude, Martha's I'm Martha's head. Stoked. Yes, super stoked. Another one we got that um, yeah. was was super um, uh, enjoyable to me was the full trailer for, or the full teaser, I guess, of and the early uh, early scene sneaks of the Peacemaker TV series. Did you watch those?
1: Oh, yeah, I did. It, it made me far more interested in it than I thought I was going to be.
0: We haven't at this point actually talked about the Suicide Squad, but there was a lot of we feeling coming... It...
1: Maybe we, maybe we
0: did. It's it. I, I, don't, I don't even know. Really, yeah, I think we did. With the multiverse, who knows? But the point is, time space continuum. <laughs> it could be playing with us. But my point is, we do. We did at least one way or the other on the pod or not. I guess it was on the pod. We wondered. You know, is that the right offshoot? Offshoot of this? Is it a prequel? Is it whatever? But I, I think they're gonna pull it off. I had faith. I but so I really like too. what I'm seeing about the tone of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was in the that was in the footage they showed of the little clips of him showing up to the bar and whatever else, and introducing the fact that he had a sidekick named Eagley. <laughs> but then the first, yeah, but e- then the e- actual trailer e- comes e- out, and they double down. They did a they did a James Gunn slow mo walk up, and the and the eagle is walking with them. And then so funny. And then they had that scene where he's. He's hugging the eagle in the garage. He's hugging me. We're bonding. We're having a moment. Take a photo. Like, Holy crap. <laughs> Love
1: this. Um, yeah, I'm un- way more into it than I thought I was going to be.
0: <laughs> so, another thing they finally revealed, this is a lot of uh, DC fandom stuff from 2021. They, um, mm-hmm. they released a teaser <laughs> trailer for The Flash, finally. After years of rumors about the multiversal stuff that, or Flashpoint stuff they were gonna do, but what surprised mm-hmm. me—the two things that surprised me were one that I actually found it engaging, like I didn't think mm-hmm. I was at all interested right. in this, and then I was like, actually, yeah. but but two that they leaned heavily into this being sort of like at least the tone of this trailer was like this is a Flash—I mean Batman Keaton Batman movie, <laughs> like it leaned yeah, way into I'm that.
1: curious about that, it sure and did. I,
0: I think it's a MacGuffin because we th- we know Affleck's involved and we know there's a lot of other stuff going on. And I think they're taking the rare page from other studios' playbook that they're going to give you something that's a tw- the first 20 minutes or they're giving you a whole lot of trailer about one part of the movie. And I hope that's the case. But what I saw yeah. actually intrigued me. And I had no interest in seeing a Keaton Batman again, as much as I love Keaton, in the same way I don't want to see the comic of it. Or any Batman with yeah. a yellow symbol on his chest or any of that stuff. And yet I saw that and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, what you, you got me.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I think it and was we, good. I, 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 like you said, I, I didn't really have that much interest in even watching the trailer, but I figured we would be talking about it. So I watched it and I was like, oh,
0: good man. Okay, um, yeah, I'm, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm into this. <laughs> I like that
0: one suit. I like the one suit, although... And they showed a number of suits in that trailer. Um, mm-hmm. A few of which we had never seen before. But I like that one suit that looks like the... Is it the Waringo designed one? But, or whatever. But it has the affect of lightning going... Or like Speed oh, Force yeah. lightning in, in the tracery of the suit that's glowing. That looks pretty cool, actually, I thought.
1: Yeah, it looked way better than I... Uh, like, I've I've not really had any interest in the Flash... In any incarnation, yeah. but his, like, almost everything about this trailer was, I was like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm pretty down with this.
0: <laughs> I mean, and also that's, I think what struck me was that was a suit that didn't feel like it was coming out of the DCEU. Like it was a little bit more yeah, true. um, comic friendly and a different style than the type of, struck in the same way that we've seen occasionally suits in the MCU that you're like, well, that's different, but not very often. Yeah. Right. They each have a design language yeah. that's been fairly consistent. And uh, that looked different, so I don't know. The Flashpoint gives them an opportunity to do that. Um, 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 so that being said, I also saw the Black Adam and Shazam 2 trailers, and I was just as underwhelmed as I thought I would be.
1: <laughs> I started watching Shazam, but Lindsay was there, and she hasn't seen the first one yet, so we didn't watch the trailer for that one. Um, And then the Black Adam one was just too much talking, and I peaced out. Although I do like uh, What's-His-Name-Is-Dr. Fate.
0: Yes. I'm I'm pretty down with that. I just like him in general. Um, I've liked him in in various projects, and so it's really fun to watch him kind of scenery-chew, although he was really... uh, The whole fandom presentation... Shtick was annoying, like, that. the rock standing with his fingers yeah. clasped, giving the big presentation. He now does this with, like, all of his trailers, and it's just, like, stop, man. But... Yeah, but, I um,
1: really don't like it.
0: But when they actually showed the stuff, the two problems I had was, I was not interested in Black Adam, and he looked, um, he looked kind of puffy, and with the hood on, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of a puffy cable. Like, it just didn't, um... Okay. You know, if you're going to have this roided out guy doing uh you know, being a, a, a you know, in a superhero costume, look what they did with uh Henry Cavill. They they neutered some of his muscles through the thickness of the material, but 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 mm-hmm. you still got a lot of it in there. But then with mm-hmm. with this look, because there's texture to the costume too and there's tracery and the texture isn't a million tiny Superman shields, but like actually like just <laughs> a bunch of nonsense all over it and then there's the cloak on top of that. He just looks bulky. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I liked about it was holding a, ske- a skeleton, a guy, and then burning him into a skeleton was kind of fun. But... <laughs> Who doesn't love that in the pandemic era, I guess? I mean, the,
1: yeah, that, that's, yeah, you, you can't lose with that, really.
0: <laughs> um, did you watch the first or second Hawkeye trailers?
1: Mm, I watched one of them, but I don't rightly know which one it was.
0: If we could get over the hurdle of him, Jeremy Renner, still being Hawkeye. um, And I'm optimistic (laughs) that maybe he will. I choose to be optimistic Mm -hmm. that he's going to be more engaging with a little bit of focus time like this. I'm just so thrilled Mm -hmm. how much of the uh, Matt Fraction arc is coming through with this. With Kate Bishop and and the Russians and the plus, plus, plus. You know how much I love that. And just like everything (laughs) I'm seeing. I'm so stoked. Yeah. Um, And I also appreciate the fact that they're doing the... You know, the trials and tribulations during Christmas thing again. It just happens to not be um, Shane Black, which is the funny thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, really. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pretty down with yeah. that. I know we talked
1: about that on the last one because I was trying to figure out if the wife was still the same actress or not. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I think that's pretty cool.
0: I'm still... So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, in the Marvel news, were there any items in recent Marvel news that you think we should be discussing, or you want me to just pick a few? Is there anything you could think of? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, not off the top of my head, honestly. No, I feel like I've watched a trailer for something, but I don't recall what. We finally finished What If, and it was fine.
0: Um, right. so. I I mean, the first thing, maybe speaking to the trailer you watched, I mean, I think one of the things that happened very recently is they released a teaser for Spider-Man 3. And we saw the confirmation of the multiversal into the Spider-Verse kind of bullshit. Because we saw a de-aged Alfred Molina come up out of the ground as Doc Ock, and we also saw a Green Goblin grenade. And also, as people have been shown, remember all the stuff that's been in the spoiler footage and all the sneak photos and people are making all this guesswork about whether Garfield and and McGuire are actually in this and whether this means that Um, he is in the same clothes as Tobey Maguire was in Spider-Man 3. And there's some other stuff going on. So, like, I don't know. Mm. The problem is I love him and I love the cast of the Spider-Man movies. And I just wanted Mm -hmm. it to stay small scale Spider-Man and they keep going and they did great in the first two movies, but I still keep hoping we can go backwards after Endgame um, and even after Far From Home and just Mm -hmm. give me Spider-Man. Maybe no, I was praying that that was all misinformation that No Way Home was just going to be, well, he's on the run because he's being hunted and he's hiding in places and it's Bruce Banner. You know, '80s Bruce Banner right. uh, or '70s Bruce Banner problems. You know, he's being Spider-Man, but every time he's Spider-Man, they come for him. You know, I, I was hoping that yeah. was what it was. Um, so I agree. I, I I don't know. And he's been saying some. There's been some stuff being said like, oh, they and en- This movie sort of encaps the franchise well, and we'll see what happens. And I don't believe anything I hear from anything, especially
2: him. <laughs>
0: but I'm just not yeah, really. excited about this multiversal thing. I just wanted that to be the anime, and just. Mm. I don't want this. I'm excited I about this. it, but I,
1: it's not what I want. Yeah,
0: I like, I, I want I, multiverse. I would much in... prefer. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, it's, tell me. I was just you had a much preferred what? One. Uh, pretty much anything but this. Like you said, the smaller scale thing, I think would have been really nice. And instead, they're just like, let's pile.
0: 74 villains in and that never goes wrong. I just figured out why I just figured out what it is. And it's not just the same thing that gave me resistance to Keaton Batman and 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 all that stuff. It's with the multiversal stuff that they've been setting up in phase four. It gives you the opportunity to show alternate versions of characters, which is fine. I like that. Mm -hmm. But what they're doing here is giving us alternate actors for character's in a nostalgia-based context, and that's what I don't want. If it was Tom Holland in an Iron Spidey outfit, or you know what I'm saying? Like if it was him in different versions of his character. Or a female that version would be of interesting. his character. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's focusing on yeah. the what in the, in the in the similar in the similar to the way the what if cartoon did. Um that part I mm-hmm. like. It's, it's the conceit that you're just bringing in, roping in these people from the other movies that are not in continuity that the fans have seen. Uh. <laughs> I don't like it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little too dependent on the viewer's knowledge and not the character's knowledge. And I think I, that that's. I agree. Yeah.
0: And, and also, um, I get the butterfly effect, but um, it doesn't. There's no rationale behind. Why? I mean, there's nothing that would say you wouldn't have different people, different Peter Parkers or whatever, right? Different humans, being right? Different, different Peter Parkers. I mean, anything could be anything. But um, what's the fun in that? That's like, yeah, yeah. Th- th- That whole principle that people have been complaining about in certain uh, TV series and things that have been come out where they're like, okay, if you make this one change, um, it's going to radically change the the history of the world but then everything else is still the same like it was like right. a butterfly effect that changed one thing but then there's no entropy from there that's the, that's how this feels to me it's like wh- why would you why would you think that if we need to show different uh different dimensional versions of these characters that they would all be ri- wildly different people but they would all have the same character name right yeah it makes much more sense yeah. The way they portrayed it in the, the conceit about Mysterio, that he was a superhero mm-hmm. from another world, the entire construct of his storyline and the construct of his appearance and who he was and everything else was something that was alien to their universe and fake. But that made much more sense to me <laughs> from a mul- from a multiverse standpoint, right? Because it was like it's yeah, it's just yeah, the world the world evolved differently, so you have different people anyway nah mm-hmm. me the other thing I would say in Marvel is the lawsuit is settled Yep, and that has fine. a big effect on the contracts for existing for people who are still active like uh well I guess she's still active on the non um, Marvel side she's doing the um haunted mansion or something like that no not the haunted oh. mansion is it she's doing some have, other yeah. she's doing some other theme park movie. And, uh, but also other other pe- and then like like Emma Stone as Cruella, and there's a few other people who are like, well, great time to negotiate, and I think that's a good thing because right. the regardless of the nuance of the, what people thought was fair or not fair about the salaries and the deals that people make, um, the breach of contract is a breach of contract, and that's not fair. So I I yeah. think it has a big, it's going to be a big shift in how these future contracts go, but also very possibly kind of like what happened with uh some of the big uh celebrities in the 90s and the early aughts when all of their salaries were leaked and it's meant that they started scaling back because people were like saying you know so and so got 20 million to do what and they got 20 million yeah. <laughs> right that remember how there was yeah. a backlash and they, and all the production started scaling back the way they would comp. that's where we, i think we got the um pay them less and give them points or pay them less, and they get mm-hmm. profits on the back end because there was that reaction. Like once the public realized that the studios were trapped by precedent into paying these huge salaries, um, there was a you know a, like a blowback to that. So I would be interested to see if this is going to lend it lean even further into the hey we're going to shrink some of these salaries and do even bigger deals, and then the bigger deals on the back end are going to be a much more carefully written, right? Because her deal was basically, yeah, it hers her deal was like a, a Robert Downey Jr. deal, right? Less money up front,
1: mm-hmm. betting
0: on stuff in the back end. Except for where her deal was sort of like a late stage Robert Downey Jr. deal, where she was getting a pretty decent mm-hmm. amount up front. Right. It was like twenty up front with the mm-hmm. expectation of another thirty or so in the back end. And Robert Downey Jr. at the end of the day was getting back end profits plus like fifty million or something. Wasn't some obscene amount like that? Like it. Made something the, it insane, made, yeah. Yeah, it made the odds seem tame. Like his his end game right. salaries were like ridiculous, but um okay. Uh yeah, there's a lot of other stuff here, but let's maybe we'll really quickly do um oh I'll give you one more. Um for She Hulk, there was a uh Twitter photograph from uh Jamila Jamil's account. You know, she's the one who was cast as Titania Uh-oh. and who is in or mm-hmm. who has been in the uh the, um,
1: the good place. The good
0: place, right? And all it is is her yeah. with some heavy, ma- some 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 very um, vampy makeup on, and then a her di- or her hair or a wig dyed orange. But I'll tell you what, have you seen hmm. that? Have you seen that image? If you haven't, have I'm gonna not, send it. No, I'm, I'm gonna send it to you because I got to tell you, dude. It it it, it reads person. It reads personality. It just there's something about ah. it that just makes it, makes it feel so. Um, effective in trying to convey that there's something nice. fun cooking up there, in a way that I just didn't think was right going On, you know, the casting was interesting, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I can't wait for that." But to see this and see that her kind of sneak her little winky little face, I was like, "Yeah, that looks fucking amazing." I just sent it to you. Right on. Um, 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 um. Okay, Detective Comics. Comics. We just talked about the Batman. Um, oh
1: yeah, that looks great. Yep,
0: yeah. doesn't she look good? Cool, in a way yeah. that I just didn't yeah. really think was gonna even happen. Um, yeah, that's pretty exciting. So I'm stoked. Uh, and then you know, meh, meh, meh. You
2: know, I
0: I don't even want to talk about. Any, I don't have anything about detective uh, Detective Comics comics to talk about other than what we already did <laughs> in a trailer stuff. So you know, whatever, we're done. Um, in a star Wars, uh i think i would say the two things i would mention um that amused me recently of this list here is that um there's a new uh sort of arena combat game for, for star wars that was either about to launch or has launched you know there's a handful of characters and you fight in an arena you know how this work. well one of the characters okay. there's a limited selection set of characters you can choose right and they're really random assortments of star wars type characters it's not okay. Just it's not like major players like here's Han Solo it's like this is a smuggler who's a, ro- a Rodarian or whatever it is. A Rodian. But it, the best one was um a figure in a tall figure in a cloak with a weapon and it's it's two Jawas under one cloak. <laughs> and you see that in the game <laughs> you, you see in the gameplay that when they jump out of the way or they got kicked or something that the coat flies open there's two Jawas one standing on top of the other and I'm like we need that. We need less Dexter Dexter Jetster and more of Mm -hmm. that sort of whimsy in Star Wars
1: yeah I'm totally okay with that that's awesome
0: um and I guess the other thing I would mention is in book of Boba Fett news um you know it wrapped it's going to air very late this year they announced it's going to be launching right as the same time as Hawkeye is ending or something to that effect very similar to that okay that's exciting we're actually going to get Boba Fett this year which is kind of surprising and then um yeah that is cool and uh, also, it's going to not just be touching on um, his uh, his Tatooine, his current his current moment sitting on the throne, moving forward as the new Hut or whatever it is, but also mm-hmm. catch up on other things that's been happening to him on Tatooine and elsewhere, whatever, whatever. So there, it sounds like there'll be some flashback work as well, which is something I'm looking forward to. And the final thing, and the most yeah. important thing, is they they released a new poster, and you know it's another you know, sort of him on the throne or him standing around or whatever the hell. But the key point is mm-hmm. they fixed the thing I was worried about. They got rid of the Tatooine robe under the armor plating. So he doesn't have that oh, weird,
2: okay.
0: uh, you know, un- <coughs> un- Uncle Jeebus put the chest plate on over his bath, <laughs> over his sleeping gown vibe that it had in right. the uh, episodes, which, you know, it's fine. But anyway, Uncle so that's Jeebus, the thing. Huh? Um, Uncle huh? Uncle Jeebus, gbs spelled funny because it's star wars
1: okay yeah um, right, right it's got a three in there somewhere
0: uh under miscellaneous news dude gamma del Toro has cabinet of curiosity have you seen that it's uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah yeah for netflix um andrew yeah. lincoln and a bunch of other people have been cast it's going to be i think it's an anthology right
1: i believe so yeah um
0: uh, yeah. I am just, of course, there for that. Why would I not be? But I'm just excited. Yeah, totally. It's a thing. When there's something like that coming in the future, that's always something we can rejoice about. Um, yeah. Also, they they released some, you know, some teaser image that showed that Umbrella Academy Season 3 is imminent, and I'm excited about that as well. Because it's Umbrella Academy, and I want more of it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, well, there were things that happened at the end of the last one that changed things. Just like the end of the first one, so once again they're sort of doing a reset to a different kind of story, and that looks thrilling. And I love it. Mm. I love it. Um, they greenlit that boys' spinoff of. Um, remember how there was like, I can't remember now if it was if superhero gasm or whatever that was. Hero gasm is the same story as the um, university for superhero superheroes or not, but they did spin it off. So they are gonna have the, you know, superhero college side story for the boys, and I have some concerns because the boys without the boys in it is just hedonism, right? Yeah. On the other hand, on the other hand, the boys without the boys could be even more thorough or sorry, I mean wrong rocket than (laughs) posthuman than uh, than it would have otherwise been, so who's to say?
1: Yeah. Interesting. I don't
0: know. Um, and uh, dude, I think the only other thing I would uh, mention is in the from no one asked for this department. I saw an article a couple days ago that was robo dogs now uh, outfitted with sentry cannons because they can't stop, okay. and won't stop. Right? We got drones with machine guns uh-huh. on them. Uh, we've got drones that will be the targeting systems for automated drone strikes of missiles. And now we literally have the robot dogs with the gun on its back.
1: <laughs> right. That's fantastic. You can't go wrong with that.
0: What What are we What are we to do? Dude? <laughs> Bones for tools. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, Mr. Man, uh, we have so many projects that we could talk about in robot reviews, some of which it seems like we already did, like the Suicide Squad that I couldn't even realize and remember that we did. But, um... Do you have any of the projects that you, I mean, you just mentioned that you finished watching What If, so we could talk about that. And other items on mm-hmm. my list are, this is some sausage making for the folks listening in their. Yeah, really. In their Cybertrucks. Um, I'm super hot to talk about Foundation, in the event that you ever watch it. Um, I, we, I no longer have Apple Plus, my my free subscription with my phone expired,
1: so I don't have access um, to
0: that. I don't like that. Um, we need to get we need to get you sorted <laughs> out because Foundation. I want to talk about it. Also, I feel like maybe we didn't talk about the end of the Bad Batch, which you may not have seen. And I don't no, we it. didn't. But that's because I've only watched it very recently. Uh-huh. okay. And then we have What If, right? And then uh, also we had the I had gotten caught up on Doom Patrol, but of course, season three just started. But um, I have that. And also, I saw Black Widow and Shang-Chi in both of those in the theater. So, I haven't seen either of those still. Oh, my. So what would you like to talk about? Um, well, since
1: of all of those, the only thing I've actually seen has been Bad Batch, I think. I would what say if? Bad Batch. And what if? Oh, and what if? Yeah, we could talk about what if.
0: All right. Well, um, let's maybe we resolve Bad Batch and then we talk about what if. Um, okay. So, I mean... Yeah. So, what what's your? I mean, we, there's a lot of nuance. I mean, there's some stuff that was happening at the time that I was writing a bunch of notes and whatever. But, 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 but ultimately, what was your feeling of as it wrapped up the season, based on some of the stuff they were leading up to and some of the promised or unpromised payoffs and just basically how it ended? What do you think? It wasn't
1: all I'd hoped, but it was still pretty good.
0: <laughs> what do you think about the last two episodes being trapped on Camino um, as Camino was being um, scuttled? <laughs> I did think that was interesting. I liked. Uh, there's so
1: much about that that I'm like hit and miss with because, like, them getting rid of the clones in favor of incompetent humans is so inexplicable to me. Right. Um, like, like it. I, I think I would have preferred if there'd been like a built in like uh replicant style lifespan or something. Right. But They
0: try they tried to because they use what's his name, that one um officer doing some pontification to uh um the Kamoan leader saying that it was yeah. a it was a it was a principle of mass problem in military speak, right? They just had so many planets, right. they got so many, con- they can just conscript all they need. They just need to put bodies in front of things and just keep civilians. People are not going to be doing military uprisings because it's, because, you know, that that's nonsense. So it's really just going to be about crowd riot control and they just need bodies. And so that would be less expensive than a very expensive clone um, operation. And that whole thing to me, I was just looking mm-hmm. at that and I was thinking, but except for the fact that the Empire went from needing to pay the Kamoans for clones to to a point mm-hmm. where there could just be no, just make the clones. <laughs> here's the yeah. here's a blaster. Yeah. Here's a blaster. Make the clones. That's the whole point of turning into an Empire in the first place. There's no more, ne- really? there's no more negotiation. Yeah. And the only time we've seen all this, you know, you're on a planet and they've got to work with an existing government or they've got to work out trade agreements and all this other stuff. It's always been these transitional uh, stuff happening in tr- either at traditional points where they're just trying to soft ease into control, which has those right. 30s, 30s Germany uh, callbacks, right? They're like just going to soft slide into taking over by leading you down that path through the systems you have in place until it's not the system you have in place. And they have done a pretty good job of showing that in the uh, in the cartoon, actually. But... Also, yep. they have, we've seen examples where the Empire did <clears> stuff like that. Um, we saw it in Rebels, and we've seen it in this little bit, and we've seen it in other projects where the Empire does negotiation and and uh, sanctions and various things to encourage compliance because they just didn't have the resources to, to, to... The military resources to occupy the planet's the way they need to. They want to be yeah. able to just do pop-ins. And a lot of that dovetails with the Foundation stuff that you haven't watched. But I think... That is the only thing about not having clones that might make sense is the idea that maybe there's such an infinite number, infinite capacity for needing to have boots on the ground that they would never have enough clones to do it. So they would have to resort to putting guys in suits and just make them stand there because they didn't want to um, spend a lot of, put a, put, put garrisons yeah. on every planet. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's a show force versus actual force, I guess.
0: I did like extent. i I did like that those two episodes, um, played out as I enjoy some of these doing. They, they played out like a role playing game uh, session, <laughs> yeah. where it's the kind that I like, right? Where oh well, it's sinking. What do you do? <laughs> and it's a lot of them right. going shit. Let's just work our way to get above water. Or what are we gonna do? And it ended with some some Deus Ex Machina, but at the same time. The fact that we got two whole episodes of them running down corridors at Dutch angles and and a lot of repetition and frustration and trying to trying to think their way out of an impossible seemingly impossible situation I just enjoyed the fact that that was happening. Do I think though yeah. that they should have been yeah. giving us more payoffs? Could they have done that in one episode and we had more um, a more um, exciting finale payoff? Uh, yes, I think that's the direction they should. Yes. Go. Yeah. Yeah. They ended this whole season on a very down note. It's, oh, here's Crosshair and he really is not going to go with us and start later, dude. Then we'll leave you on the drowned planet and fuck off. Um, and instead, it should have been ending in, like, some big Star Wars-y thing at the end of the season to kick mm-hmm. off the next one. That's something the shows have done better at than the anime. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting the way they did that, definitely. I um, Yeah. I liked what? it. I, I, I mean, it was still really fun, like the sure. whole
0: season overall. But, yeah, I, yeah. I was I was disappointed when it ended. I didn't want it to stop, <laughs> in the sense that that, yeah. I felt that way about each no, of their same. cartoons. I like that. Yeah, I like their
1: crew a ton, and I think I think that. Um like the new characters that they introduced with the... I feel like there was a little too much Rhea Pearlman in this season, but yes. other yes. than that, I really <laughs> oh, played yes. pretty much everyone else in it quite a bit. So,
0: um, As I am wont to do as a design nerd and a Macquarie fan, I think the highlight for me was in the last few episodes, we got the transition Stormtrooper between the clone troopers and the traditional Stormtroopers of the modern era, um, or the Empire era, that we had what was effectively Macquarie's mm-hmm. clone commando design. Um, as it, like like a mutation of the clone command... Hmm, what do I want to say? It was a mutation of Macquarie's Stormtrooper design beyond what they did for the clone commandos in Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Clone Wars cartoons, Right? Because they mutated, <laughs> they took that design once, and it made it the super the 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 jetpack wielding Mandalorian trader um, stormtroopers, right? And now here we yeah. have one that's sort of this cleaner, cleaner um, look. So we had commandos, and they would define them that way. They said, "Oh, those are clone commandos that are doing the training." And then they had a bunch of stormtroopers walking around in a hybrid armor design. That seems somewhere between that and the classic Stormtrooper. So I don't know, just from a design standpoint, I was enjoying seeing all the different little, those little details and how the designers on this show were trying to find a way to bridge um, a number of different design styles. And in these flashback type storylines, that's always the hardest thing to make me happy about, right? So, to me... That was a win. When the stormtrooper is a win in a clone in a in a Bad Batch cartoon, maybe that's what does that sell? I don't know. I don't know if that tells something good or bad. But um, okay. And so, Bad Batch. What do you? um, What is your hope for season two?
1: I honestly don't know. Um, Ah, that's a good question because there is so much that. I assumed that they would still be dealing with it. They've sort of tied up yep. now. And there's not a ton of like mystery left to it. So I, I have no idea where they're going to go with it.
0: What about you? Um, So I thought about this a lot at the time that it ended. Um, and I was mm-hmm. thinking a lot about some of the criticisms that they did a bunch of not even backdoor piloting but a lot of the uh same criticism with mando season two right it's like guests every episode or mm-hmm. every other episode that is something from star wars that you're going to be familiar with and or the argument that every other episode wasn't the bad batch as the central point of the episode making it feel d- yeah. diluted that doesn't bother me and in some ways mm-hmm. because the bad batch r- hardly ever evolved and grew mm-hmm. as a concept and they they more than anything in their own show feel like the child, the kid's cartoon component of this thing. Right. What I wanted, remember I was bitching about what I really want out of all these series is just more of the, um, the world building structure of evolving from the Republic to the empire and wanting to see that change. And, and we did start to get that towards the back half of the season even more. And I like that catching up to the first few episodes. Um, so There's a lot of criticism that I don't entirely agree with. I liked that we saw them meeting a young Hera. And I like that we saw them interacting with um, participants in the fledgling rebellion. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't mind that they they ended it with, nope, we're out. (laughs) It didn't join. yeah. But I really hope that... I think what I hope is that we're going to see a season two where they are a commando squad like they originally were. Where they were a special ops uh-huh. commando squad hired by the rebels to do things like misinformation campaigns and terrorist attacks and distractions mm-hmm. and stealing tech that the rebellion needs or or infiltration exercises. Things that they could be doing through their expertise and knowledge and their ability and the fact that they've got a, you know, whatever. You know, they have had... Mm-hmm. They're of working off the old empire's signals and all the other excuses that they have that are almost the same as the ghost ship um you know you know all that stuff that they have the ability to get in under the radar and do stuff let them play to their yeah. strengths as a military unit that's not just they're differently shaped soldiers firing blasters and one's strong and one's one's the guy that goes to unlock right. the doors and one's the guy that like, can't find no tracks you know I want, you know, I want to see them being used as a unit, as a whole, for strategic things. And what we saw in the first season were d- little bits of that, but it was mostly like you're bounty hunters mm-hmm. or you're you're going off and doing missions. But they were always like you're going to go into this thing with bad intel, and then it's going to get and it's screwy, and then you got to improvise. And and while that is a fundamental, right. um, a fundamental story about the reality of that kind of work, I, I mm. like the idea of them running missions for the rebellion.
1: Yeah, and all the time
0: cool. insisting that they're not doing it for the Rebellion per se, but they're just on contract, but then right. being, pulled, being pulled farther and farther and farther into the, you got to pick a side, stop stop playing games, you know? And I think that they set up a lot of the premise of that with um, some of the other clones that joined the Rebellion that they've met, like Rex, and, you know, just, I don't know, there's, there's opportunities there. And then we can see some of these other worlds that... Um, from Star Wars that we like. And we can run into some other characters from Star Wars, but in a different way than just,
1: we're on a planet.
0: We're on a planet. Is that Greedo? You know, that's, you know. So, anyway. It's it's the Rancor. (laughs) It's the Rancor. (laughs) Those guys play flutes. Um, All right. So, uh, next, I guess we could talk about what if, um, unless I also was going to ask you, did we ever also... uh, well, did we did we did we finish Loki? We did, right? Did we talk about Loki yeah. and finish it up. Okay, okay. Yeah, we talked um, about Loki. Sweet. Um, all right. So, what if? What if? What are your thoughts on what if? What Tell if? me some thoughts.
1: I think it started out really strong and got pretty weak as they tried to turn it into a full like encompass story. In my opinion. Fair. I didn't dislike it, but I think that it's would have been stronger if they'd all stayed standalone.
0: Yeah, it, it really felt like the fact that it was mandated to be leading into multiverse stuff um, mm-hmm. uh, underwhelmed me, particularly because we already have enough story in the MCU continuity to explain the multiverse. It's already been fascinating enough to have uh, Scarlet Witch and Loki... And mm-hmm. and and Strange, Doctor Strange, all leading up into the same combination of, of 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 chaos breach. You know, I think that was enough. Yeah, this was sort of like this whole other thing to have
1: <coughs> Ultron
0: smashing stained glass reality doors or whatever. It was just sort of like, eh, eh, yeah, eh.
1: I yeah.
0: I did though. And I yeah, you
1: know, I I really like Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, but do you? There was. I do, um, but I don't like the design of Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher in this, and I think yeah. that they had him too active in the last yes. couple of them.
0: Yeah, he's doing kung fu fighting. I I don't like yeah. Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, and I love Jeffrey Wright, but I never <laughs> never in my my in my mind's voice as a kid thinking about the Watcher and his narration and even the few times he spoke mm-hmm. to like Reed Richards or whatever. Never in my mind did I hear someone who would slur. Um, in their articulation, say, the vast new realities. <laughs> that, that soft, that, that soft realities, vast new realities, uh-huh. vast new realities. I'm like, no, it's not a guy. It's not a guy from Los Angeles. It's, it, you know, it's a vague, it's a vaguely cosmopolitan accented Euro God, you know, like, don't do this to me. It doesn't, it does not read it. And then, as you said, they drew him like they're trying to make him look vaguely
1: like Jeffrey Wright, maybe.
0: No. Yeah. No thank you. Um no thanks. Don't like that. And I also didn't like his his involvement in that last storyline.
1: No, me either. I I would have re- and like the the super random stupid people that they chose that didn't really make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like, dream oh, team of people at- from previous episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh look at uh the the green Gamora, lady that was sort of in an episode. We we'll use her.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're perfect for this mission. No, you're not. Yeah. It it, it, it felt a lot like um, in some of our uh, gaming in days past. Like for example, in some um, you know, so like superhero gaming. I had exercises where I took existing characters and I gave them at random to the people who were going to play, and it was mm-hmm. very much that in the spirit. And this is what they were, of course, playing on. In the what if was that '70s era and or the '80s era thing in Marvel where they would do that like the particularly the Defenders teams where you're like well okay this one's Hercules mm. and Dragon Man and you know like what yeah <laughs> you know, Machine Man and whatever it, it there is some real um, discontinuity in discord when you have just pick people right out of the handbook and throw them together but for yeah. Watcher to be like you are the perfect one in your reality to help me with what you in a reality does not it didn't at all read to me as logical it was just who they had no
1: no <laughs> yeah and it it was it was just silly they're just like oh also let's let's throw all those zombies and the scarlet witch in there and yeah i just uh the the standalone episodes were really fun i enjoyed pretty much all of them i thought they were really good like the the doctor strange one was really uh-huh. it had some really interesting things to say the Thor one was just pure silliness in a really good uh-huh. way, in my opinion. And then they're just like, But we've got to crime them all together. And yeah, it just it fell
0: apart for me there. The um the conceit that the watcher would pick all these random people and say, You're perfect for my dream team, felt like unearned, and they, they also never did anything to warrant mm-hmm. their use, right? It was yeah. one character it was one character that did something. Demon strange. Yeah. Did something. Yeah. All the other ones just got slapped yeah. around and did a lot of, you know, whatever. You know, right. However, when you see the the same multiversal logic, well, timeline logic being applied in, uh, in the Avengers, final Avengers movies, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. saw use the time stone to see one million versions of the events and pick the one was the only one that could lead to their eventual success by failing. Um right. In that sense, the logic is he's seen so many different iterations of reality, the 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 ripple effect or the butterfly effect of this individual person's choices in a new context would be the thing that would work. And so the randomness yeah. of that, say, you know, like whatever, you know, Spider-Man's best friend Ned, if you're on my dream team, you're the one who's gonna (laughs) you're the one who's gonna trip and fall into a switch and whatever do the thing you know what i'm saying like that's a very specific multiversal knowledge thing that would lead to it this was i'm just gonna go back and visit this and pick handpick these people but there was no execution about why they were important right yeah like like
1: if they'd at least had some sort of limitation or something but the fact that he just picked like one from each of a previous episode he's just like i can't really remember much about it so i'll just go to the most recent realities that i realities that i peered in on and just <laughs> snag a random character from each <laughs>
0: yeah among yeah, yeah among those among those realities i really liked them kicking it off with um agent carter or uh, captain carter Yes, she um, was my favorite. I thought that it was a really great use of the design style for the animation they were using. They did a really mm-hmm. good job of making her big um, mm-hmm. in an unapologetic way. I thought um, they didn't need to put Rogers in an Iron Man armor, but I didn't mind it. But overall, it yeah, was it just was fine. It was totally successful. And that was the one of the few pieces mm-hmm. of fan art I du- I did it during the pandemic <laughs> was doing a, <laughs> right a, an art, art piece of her because I was just like, well, that's a great design and I just love her and I want that live yeah. action, please. So let's do that live action and maybe yeah. cross fingers. We get yeah. that. Um, and I did also really like the, the strange one, particularly the idea that his mm-hmm. pathos about his, cho- all his guilt that he, that there were mm-hmm. these, in, these fixed points that you couldn't change. And that, that the, that the tragedy of him being able to do time, timey wimey stuff was that he couldn't affect the timey wimey. He couldn't use it to change the one thing that mattered to him. Um, that was really, that was neat execution, and I enjoyed it. I agree. And there was chopping of space tentacles, too. Right? Yeah.
1: All sorts (laughs) of cool inter inter interdimensional ghoulies and things. Yeah, I, I, well, and it was funny, too, because I felt like the animation wasn't as good in the last few episodes, either. Yeah, I agree. Because there were some parts of those first, like, four or five that were, like, genuinely dazzling with how good the animation was, and how they they captured likenesses but still animated them in a style that yeah. worked for it and yeah I don't know I just it was hit and miss for me but it was still enjoyable and I'm glad it exists and yeah. honestly if you think about it from a from like an 80s comic book nerd standpoint it was very fitting to the spirit of what if in that there are certain ones that are excellent and there are crossovers that suck. (laughs) (laughs)
0: 100%. And I think that what, like you spoke about how the end episodes didn't feel like they had this good animation as the early ones. What I was aware of most Mm -hmm. was that there didn't seem to be how, they didn't have the same cohesive sort of art direction that the early ones, particularly the standalone ones did. So for example, demon strange episode, um, had an art direction style to it. Lots of shadows and darkness and mm-hmm. long light cast and weird effects and stuff that was very consistent with that story. Um, and the the Captain Carter one had the first avengery vibe to it and had this really great um retro kind of feeling to it. When you got to the end episodes, it was yeah. like it, it you know, not only was there no signature style to it, but also the overreliance on this this thing that they put their flag in the ground and said that multiversal gateways and this one's going to be um you know clashy clashy mic clash stained glass uh <laughs> things it just was like it almost felt like those moments in, those moments in media where the computer technology they tried to do stuff cuz they could and it didn't work you're like oh that's really right gr- gross like the opening <laughs> the amazing
1: or something yeah yeah
0: exactly exactly I didn't mind the idea of the story that Ultron um, that there could be a version where if if Ultron got the vision body before they did he would be unstoppable um, I yeah. like that no, and I, I didn't agree. even mind that it went all the way through like he conquered the universe and then found the gateways and said okay I'm going they shouldn't have ended it with the way they did as being well this is our excuse for making the multiverse or we, we, we sort of won I think it should have been nope. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been like some of the other what ifs where they are just abruptly end that. Episode, that should have been oh really? Who was that talking to me? And Watcher being like oh shit, he sees me through his reality. Yeah, that would have. Been and crazy. then that would have been like we're done. Just stop right there. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Legit.
0: Kind of like they did with the zombie one. Um, you know, the zombie one wasn't a bad execution of a of a zombie type story, and I think just no, it the really deep- wasn't. And it ended with this sort of vague glimmer of hope, but um, mm-hmm. I sh- I sure as shit liked, much like the one where it was that someone was killing off all the, um, you know, Ross, G- General Ross was killing off all of the Avengers and stuff. I liked that there was in that what if reality there were those stakes, those people were dying and they weren't coming back. Yeah, um, yeah. I really liked in the zombie one. I really liked the whole thing about how um, hope was giant size and then being dragged down and that they were puncturing her helmet. That was horror. I liked it. Yeah. It was really horrifying. I felt yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it really was.
0: <laughs> um, It had that vibe of the people who it's like... um, It had that vibe of spacesuit horror and mm-hmm. um, play, obviously plague horror when things breach. Did you get bitten? Or did you get scratched? Oh no, you're doomed. That kind of yeah. thing. It definitely played up all that stuff, but it also had a little bit of um, bugaboo horror from like stories mm-hmm. of like, you know, where there's someone says like, a, like an insect, whatever goes and gets under their skin and multiplies or like the Star Trek mind worm, you know, when, the, when they're breaking yeah. into her helmet and she's st- struggling and then starts to fall. That's what that revoked for me. And I was like, Oop, that's successful. That's scary. I don't like it. <laughs> no,
1: I agree. Yeah. I think they did a great job with that.
0: So I did not like the Thor party one. I oh, like yeah? the I like the banter with him and full, um, full frost giant uh, Loki, but uh-huh. there was some there was some some conceits to the stories, diff- the way they went that way that really um, neutered Jane. She was just like yeah puppy crushed. It was she wasn't remotely a scientist. They at least in the movies I know they aborted her storyline because of the direction change with Patty Jenkins and she just kind of mm-hmm. aborted, but. At least in the first movie they were trying to say she was super smart and super confident, competent and had all these ideas and then he was challenging her a little bit and she was kind of getting a little hot under the collar about him but mm-hmm. not to the point where she was being um relegated to the background because now all it is is she's just swooning over the the hunky guy, right? Yeah. At least that's, that's, that's how I felt in the first Thor movie. It was like it was a balance point. She's human, too, but she's still also this confident, intelligent, groundbreaking scientist in that. What if she's? Just yeah. like, Oh, did he call? Did he leave a message? What did he say? Yeah, about it's like, true. just stop. <laughs> um, so I I just I'm disappointed that you liked it. Um, OK, there's another well, wrong with having a pure comedy episode, man. You're you're absolutely right. And there were certain things that they did in that that were funny. The idea that they would use Earth as a party planet in general was kind of funny. That they thought so little of it that it was a it was in an, an Ibiza. <laughs> that yeah. was kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. that just, Given what we know about the destruction of the ecosystem in places like Ibiza and Burning Man and that kind of thing, Black Rock. Right. Um, that part I really that part I appreciated in it that they were just mm-hmm. just shitting all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, well, I do hope that there's more. What if they have not? I don't think that they at this point have said there will be um i don't think so yeah yeah it it might just be a done in one thing but i mean there's so much potential for interesting stories when if they were to let it go if they just didn't tether them all to the to having a point
1: right right
0: Right. okay well mr man do you think it's time to do a quick planned plundering and rum fueled recommendations section and if so do you have any planned plundering Oh, do I have planned plundering? I've
1: I've been like working seventeen hours a day on getting this stinking RPG finished up, so I haven't done much of anything. Like, I've only watched a couple of horror things this entire month, so it's kind of pathetic. Um, oh my god! I am, um, yeah. Like, I I haven't even watched an entire horror movie the entire month of October. It's very strange. Um wow. I am actually. Uh, I just got in one of my, uh, one of the games I'm looking forward to playing with my brother tomorrow. um, And that's Nemesis, which is a board game that is heavily influenced by aliens. Only it uses the words intruder instead and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, but it's gorgeous looking. And from what I've heard, it's a blast to play. So I'm really looking forward to diving into that. And then I'll probably play it solo a little bit for my uh, Die Alone solo RPG podcast as well, just because mm-hmm. it's sort of thematic. And it's been kind of my like I'll quit for an hour or two before I go to bed each night and sit and play a solo RPG or a solo board game of some sort, just as sort of to unwind, but still keep my mind in the the right world of trying to get this game finished. Yeah. Um. But I'm I'm looking forward to that. What about you?
0: Uh so yeah, so let's see. I I'm (laughs) you may also be part of the one percent. Are you part of the one percent, Chris? Um that hasn't seen had has not seen Squid Games.
1: Oh no, I have not seen that. I do need to see that, yes.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to work through some uh at least one item on my a backlog item on my RUM fueled recommendations list, and when I'm done with that I'm going to try. We have not been watching shows a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. And so the only way I've been sneaking out to, to, to watch a couple of things at night. Um, But for the most part, I've been so tired, particularly with the dog and other stuff and Mm -hmm. working late. And I just haven't, and frankly, I've been working really hard from a nutrition and um, sort of balance, balancing out my body's rhythms standpoint. So I've been going to bed earlier and sleeping longer and eating and drinking better and, just doing stuff differently, and so my my right my uh, viewing time, much like my drawing time, has been replaced with sleeping time. Uh, but we have been recently doing a compromise where we didn't want to be out in the living room, and for whatever reason, but we found this really happy sweet spot that almost everyone else does, but we have been resisting since we were in our first studio apartment together, and that is, um, we. We stopped having a TV in our bedroom. We we did that in our first apartment because it was the bedroom, <laughs> the studio. Okay, but like yeah. as soon as we had other <laughs> spaces, we always had the TV in an, in, a, in a dining room or in mean, a living room, and then not in the bedroom. And not for all the sexy time reasons. It was just sort of like just don't lay in bed watching TV. Um, yeah. Well, here we are at a, in a reality where we're really tired, and my wife falls asleep immediately when we're watching stuff. And so I mm-hmm. got this brilliant idea. <laughs> brilliant. That my iPod, my iPad Pro is pretty hot shit when it comes to its retina screen. <laughs> so I just started setting it up, you know, and then we watch what we're going to watch, which has been another, a couple of my, like I said, my rum fueled stuff and uh, maybe SNL and a few other things. She falls asleep and I can keep, I can watch whatever I want to watch. Um, just laying in okay. bed. I don't disturb her and she could just fall asleep and there's no, 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 I don't have to wake her up and drag her ass to bed and like what the whole disruption of being half asleep and having to get ready for bed and all that she's just she's ready so super dumb everybody else has a tv in bed or whatever but we've not been doing that so now we are
1: i've never had one
0: amusingly i i hate watching tv in bed
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: well I, I mean it's certainly it's from a from a position of like a environment i don't like it but um the fact mm-hmm. that it's been a it's the only way i've been able to get a show in has been pretty good
1: yeah yeah absolutely So it's been really fascinating to me, like when people have like their whole TV set up in their bed and everything like my brother and his wife, they they watch more TV from their bed than they do in the TV in the living room. And I'm like, I just I, I have a hard time wrapping my brain around that. But I also like you with the puppy stuff and everything else like you pick what chances to watch something that you can <laughs> right right <laughs> however that may be
0: <laughs> well and i used to be like people would watch things on their phone that's been the whole you know whatever this or that director has this throws a, 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 a you know throws a shit fit about someone like the whole joke about like watching you know watching blade runner 2049 on a phone as it was intended you know like <laughs> you know right that whole thing and i've i've never been really interested i've done a few <laughs> out of desperation viewings of things on my phone like in in a you know in a travel environment where it was just like that was convenient to do that because i didn't want to unpack i was at an airport and i didn't want to unpack my other stuff or whatever but it was actually travel-based use of my ipad to watch doom patrol that i was downloading and watching (laughs) that actually helped me realize that the ipad could be used very effectively in that way and so here we are so i want to i want to watch squid games um a lot of it a lot of its conceit is spoiled because it's so mainstream popular. It's sort of like I was late to... Mm-hmm. I was early aware of, but late to actually watching Game of Thrones and, and <laughs> it showed. Yeah. Um, and here, and, and Expanse to some degree too. And so here here we are with Squid Games. A lot of, it's just like Game of Thrones. I'm getting Squid Games uh, comments and inside jokes and memes and commentary from a bunch of mainstream type people that I know and not nerds, but yeah, like it's, it's regular really people.
1: Yeah, like there was cosplay of it already in the shows I was at, and I was like, "What in the world? How is this?" I I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything of it, and honestly, oh, okay. I haven't seen much of it.
0: Um, oh. <clears throat> the cosplay but, thing, I'm I was I would have been surprised if there wasn't because their graphics, it's all very strong. It looks very yeah, and it yeah. looks
1: fairly simple to do as well. Right, right, but yeah,
0: very cosplay friendly, but also. Um, iconic graphic and limited color palettes and very clean design and stuff so it's very easy to do it um also some of these people i would ask like did you ever hear of or watch or anything battle royale and they're like battle what i'm like never mind yeah i know it's i know it's (laughs) not an i know it's not an exact analog but the mainstream is treating I've this. I've heard like, it's pretty similar. Yeah. 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 The mainstream is treating it like this is the first they've ever heard of it. And I was thinking, didn't the mainstream go apeshit about Hunger Games? And didn't Hunger Games rip off Battle Royale? So how uh-huh. come people aren't saying this isn't Hunger Games? <laughs> but I guess it's because it's right. so much more, it's more running, it's more running man than Hunger Games, probably. So anyway. Uh, all yeah, right, so we We can assume anyway. <laughs> yeah. So Squid Games. Um, and then also, I you know I also plan uh, to start watching two Star Trek related things: um, Upper Decks, which is the animated show about in, interns and whatever it is, cadets and Lower back, Decks. Back Lower Decks, Lower Decks. That's the one I want. Upper Decks is what we always got. Lower Decks is what I want to watch. Um, yeah.
1: I've I've seen the first season of that and I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. The yeah. amount of in jokes and sly nods that you really only catch if you're a big Star Trek fan is
0: shocking to me. That's great. And I was initially turned off because of the early trailers for it. It didn't feel Rick and morty enough. Like, it didn't feel edgy enough. And I was like, eh. Yeah. But I've heard from now that from you and a few other people that um, both Star Trek fans and non-Star Trek fans who said that they, uh, that they enjoyed it. So I'm going to watch it. And then also there's Devin a... Devin
1: likes it. And I'd never in a million years thought that he would. I can see that, yeah
0: the um there's another star trek animated series coming out called frontier i think and this is the one mm-hmm. we talked about it at least once briefly it's um it's animated in the style of um it's that style like troll hunters and and uh oh. how to train how to train your dragon you know and it's and it's about a ship of it's a ship full of non cadets like people who stole i think it's a people who stole a, or came across a starfleet ship in their scavenging or something like that and they get on it and it fires up and it's a training ship and a um and a and a and a and a a holographic uh captain janeway is the one that is in charge of teaching them and it's like well hello cadets and they're like we're not the cadets she's like you are now and just the fact that they can bring back um janeway in a way that makes her much more compelling to me now than it was at the time and also just the i've always enjoyed stories where it's an outsider um sort of backsliding into federation culture without or starfleet Mm -hmm. culture i should say who weren't the recruits but rather are um either conscripts or like we saw in um in uh in the janeway series right we had that whole like Mm -hmm. terrorists are on board and sorry you're part of the crew now and you know and Deep Space Nine did that to some degree. I just like those kind of, and And, uh, and uh, Discovery does that too by bringing on um, sexy sexy smuggler guy and a few other people. I just like those stories. You know what? I don't... You don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, my point is I like stories where someone <laughs> is resistant to Starfleet and then sort of goes along with it and ends <coughs> up being part of it, but doesn't drink the Kool-Aid.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: That's the character I yeah. enjoy the one and this guy there's a character on Star Trek Discovery that's like that. He's just like well, you know, not wearing that uniform. You know, just kind of I don't know. I like that. <laughs> but I'll still, you know, get the engine engine to 105%. <laughs> so, yes. okay. Yes, hey, the game course. the board game, the board game yeah. that you were going to play, is it called Intruder?
1: No, it's called Nemesis. Ah, Nemesis. Nemesis. It's really cool looking. The aliens um, are sort of alienesque, but they're like a little more larvae looking. Ah, uh, yes, I've and seen that
0: stuff. Yeah, there's...
1: yeah, it's really cool. The minis are, look great in it. Um, yeah, I'm actually quite they look excited. really good. I, I like pulled it all out and played like a, a like a test run of it so that I knew how to play the rules and stuff. And it it seems like it's one of those games that looks super complex, but once you're playing it, it's really just as long as you have the sequence down, it's pretty snappy. So it looks right, pretty cool. great.
0: Right. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, you know, I forgot there is one other thing on my um, on my plan plundering, um, and it, it is a frustrating one. It's the final book in the um, it's the final season of Expanse, um, mm. and and uh, and the final book in the Expanse. So. Uh. After the New York Comic Con, at New York Comic Con, they revealed the first trailer for the new season of Expanse, and then they also re- revealed that um, um, uh, they they revealed that it's only going to be a six episode season.
1: Okay, interesting. Um,
0: and people are pissed about it. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm and I are would...
1: spending like seven hundred million dollars on that Wheel of Time series every single episode. <laughs>
0: the, the oh god. I am not the target market, I don't think.
1: I think I I'm gonna give it a try, but I've tried to read the Wheel of Time books and liked them fine back in the day, but it's I'm I have no enthusiasm for it. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well <laughs> and you haven't seen the new Dune, I assume. Neither have nope. I, even nope. though it's technically out
0: uh well so that's and it's... on my
1: that's on my planned plundering list but i'm not sure when i'll get to it
0: <laughs> uh yeah well absolutely mine too um dune and um what's the other thing that just came out oh um no time to tell you
1: oh yeah same yeah no time yeah to, I tell need you. to see that too um
0: Ooh. Well, the thing about Expanse was, you know, I mean, the fact that they would theoretically end the season, even though I think they're going to launch into some other thing for the next act, um, is sad. Mm. But the fact that it's six episode. um, Yeah, that's the thing that really, uh, I think, plagued people because it's like, come on. They're so disappointed it's ending. And then you only give us six episodes. But yeah, as we've seen. Yeah, it's so weird. But as we've seen, six great episodes is better than 12 bad ones, right? Or like 12 stretched out ones. But I think that there's a lot of fears that it's like Game of Thrones did where they're like, well, we're just going to really quickly just abruptly end things and we're going to abruptly do it in too short a time. And I think that's what the fan base are freaking out about. I choose to be positive, but I'm a little bit in this. I'm I'm melancholy about it, right? But the other thing is Leviathan Falls, which is the last book in the series, is coming out in November. Yes, I have it pre-ordered. As does Blake. <laughs> problem, And the thing that's really frustrating is I saw my Amazon thing popped up and said, you might like, you know, and it looked like it said that. And I'm like, holy shit. And it was a special edition hardback. And I'm like, yes, I don't know what the fucking problem is, but yes, 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 yes. And then it came and it was actually a 20th anniversary or some anniversary. It can't be 20, whatever it was. It was the some anniversary edition of the first book, Leviathan Wakes. <laughs> and I was like,
2: shit uh, so i had actually
0: i planned my weekend i told my family i'm like bye-bye <laughs> i'm gonna be reading this book <laughs> and i was so bummed when i opened it up and realized it wasn't that wasn't that it was released early but rather just a re-release of the first book so i was like no thanks yeah but november that's when it happens Interesting. what about cool. what about your rum-fueled recommendations
1: Well, sort of the same story, I haven't had a ton of time to watch anything, but I did see the first two episodes of the new Chucky TV series on Sci-Fi, and Uh. it was fantastically done. I'm amazed at how good it is. It's super fun, it's really horror, it's not toned down at all, the uh, animatronics for Chucky is, it's so good, like the expressions that they managed to bounce back and forth in is really impressive. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably my, my one thing that I've watched that I'm like, oh, this is really surprisingly excellent. Hmm. Um, we've been watching Shit's Creek, which is really fun. I'm way late on that one. Me too. Um, But it's, it's really excellent.
0: I forgot that's, that's Um, the next one in my list for like with my wife. Like that's the one that I'm saying she wants to watch morning show next. And I'm like, how about Shit's Creek?
1: Oh, Schitt's Creek is so good. Like, oh, the way wait. they handle, uh, like, the relationships and the family and, like, it's touching and heartfelt and really well acted. I, I'm shocked at how much I love that series.
0: Oh, I can't wait. My kids yeah. have both... Somehow my kids... I don't know if we did it on a whim out of desperation to try to get them to watch something that we might be able to bear but we turned them on to the modern family and started watching from the first, first season. And both my kids love it. Right. And so we're really delighted uh, watching with them because even though we've seen it before, we're like, yeah, well, these are those days when the, when the show was firing on all cylinders, the whimsy, the detail in the script and the, the rapid fire little things that you would catch and the subtlety of the composition of each framed show and all that stuff is so much fun when you've you watched it before, and you really get to focus on how they can construct some of these things and the callbacks and call forwards to things. And You're like, "Oh man!" So, yeah. And in some ways, it's a hearkening back to like Frasier and Cheers and that era of writing, where the, the where the right. intel- there's intelligence in the script that's um impressive. In in mm-hmm. so much as we've loved. Uh, sitcoms over the last 15 20 years that were based on we loved them most when they were random such as the tina fey stuff right these you know like the 30 rock and the parks and rec and you know and even the uh, mr mayor that i like now i like them because Mm -hmm. they're so like wait what (laughs) right but modern family wasn't wasn't um randomness quirky quirky clever it's just construction clever and that's what i like so anyway yeah, so... so Chucky and Shit's Creek, eh? Um, yeah, Chucky and
1: Shit's Creek.
0: <laughs> I'm re- I'm going to recommend. Um, wow, two of the three you can't even watch, but Foundation. So, <laughs> okay, uh, we'll talk about maybe Blake and I might be talking about that one before you and I are. But um, anyway, I'm anxiously I-, I am really enjoying it. It's getting mixed reviews, but mm, not for me. Um, and also, we're finally getting close to being caught up on Ted Lasso, which is another Apple TV show. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard about it or thought about it, but um, it's when you get I've another heard Apple. It. When you find a way to get another Apple TV subscription somehow, it's definitely one to, to watch because uh, it is infectiously positive and pleasant. It's still interesting. Sort of heard, but it's it's we, we were talking about it internally. My wife and I were like. This reminds me of how these really good sitcoms from the past, as I was just talking about, like, Frasier and Cheers, it didn't matter what the mm-hmm. construct was and whether you cared about its subject matter. All that you, all, It just had to be the tools that they were using to build characters and make an interesting dynamic that you wanted to watch, right? And how so many mm-hmm. shows have taken that approach and it just doesn't work. They're like, we're space janitors and it's going to be crazy. And you're like, no, this is the conceit's stupid. I don't want to do it. But in this case, right. you know, it's a show about fish out of water in, um, you know, UK football. Uh, I, neither of us care about UK football.
2: Mm-hmm. I watched
0: I watched World Cup soccer, but you know what I'm saying? It's like it's not. I don't want to. I don't want to really watch any sport really, sports context shows. But it doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter. It's not using. It's not a sports show at all. So anyway, hmm. it's delightful. Um, and then also the third thing I'm working on right now is Reservation Dogs. Oh, I've only seen the first episode of that
1: so far, but oh, okay. I enjoyed what I saw.
0: Oh, man, it's, it just gets better and better. I think it's, it's just firing at all cylinders. I really enjoy it. So. Nice. Well, Mr. Man, nice. exciting that we get to talk in the year 2021 more than once. And, uh, so yes. we'll, uh, we'll reconvene in uh, 2022 when, uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> I just pulled out of my pocket a a dried chicken chunk this being cooked chicken from the bag of chicken treats for my dog but like days and days old and now this like weird dried out like ultra light dried out husk i have to wash my hands very carefully (laughs) yeah really (laughs) there's a new variant the light chicken pocket yeah really chicken (laughs) pockets it clearly came out of china Yes. All right. Well, buddy, um, I'm going to go off to Betty Bye dreaming about Macquarie uh, Stormtroopers and uh, and uh, Jamil, Jamil as Titania. Those two images have okay, stuck. Those I've been staring at them on my screen while we've been talking, and so <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to be dreaming about. And then my 3 a.m. thoughts are going to be something related to that, I'm sure, or not at all. Nice. So um, until I get those... Uh, samples, the aforementioned samples. I really don't know that I can endorse your products, but I would love to be able to. So that's fair. i've got to remember will that.
1: will have to get on that. Yes. Right. <laughs>
0: Peace out. out. Words of your mother. All right.